Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Stress-less camping. Woo! Welcome to the first campfire of 2021. Absolutely. And we obviously share your hope that this is going to be a fantastic year that we all get to travel a little more and have a little bit more fun. And we're excited. We are excited. And we are also Tony and Peggy. Absolutely. (laughs) And that makes us two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures with you and help with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Absolutely. We got some discounts. I saw a story that I loved and I hope it spreads all the way across the world because apparently this is only happening in Germany right now, but you can park your RV in the parking lot of a restaurant A server will come to your vehicle and take your order. The ones I saw in the videos, they brought white tablecloths and wine glasses and candles and and set up your table in your RV, brought you your meal, and then took your dirty dishes away when you were done, just like a restaurant, so that you could have that restaurant experience, including not washing your own dishes but in your RV. That is super cool. And you know what? As we've said, I think there is a lot of opportunity out there in different things, museums and that kind of business having RV spots. And this would be great. I mean, imagine you have a restaurant and if you're not that busy right now, promote this. People can eat inside their own nice, warm, heated RVs at their own table, but with fancy tablecloths and candles. And I love it. Isn't it fun? I think it would be great. It's a great great idea. I think it would be a great experience. Those crazy Germans, man. (laughs) They know how to live. Yeah. In their, uh, and I, I, their, I can't say that word because if you know German, it's a dirty word. Oh. And so it's what my dad used to call RVs. RVs, but, yeah. but it was like a funny term, but. Forest dweller yeah. type of, yeah. Forest poopers. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. And maybe I'll call one of my local restaurants and ask them if they'll bring my meal out to my RV I for me. I bet they would. I bet they would. I mean, a lot of restaurants for us locally are offering curbside pickup. And they give you your food and you take it home and eat it. And so the only difference really is that there's no dishes for them to wash either. So I guess they'd have to bring in an extra dishwasher Maybe, in but order that to would, make that worth it for them. That would give yet one more person a job. A job. Yeah. And right now, you know, that's not a bad thing. Right. So we'll see. If we get any of our local restaurant friends to serve us in the rv we'll let you know yeah well or, or you know what if that happens to you you know let us yeah, tell us if you've been able to do that that's yeah, fun that's so super cool you know what else is super cool what's that getting in shape and yes yeah. i know round is a shape <laughs> a different shape from round huh? right a different shape from round and as we inaugurate yet another year on this wonderful planet that we call home people usually at the beginning of the year want to do one of two things they want to get in better shape and they want to save some money or learn how to spend more efficiently right well this week we're gonna learn a little bit about how to get into shape yeah and you're probably thinking especially if you know us what in the wide wide 
world of sports those two know about getting into shape <laughs> we know nothing about getting into shape so we yeah. called in some experts we called in the experts so we have james and steph from the fit rv and they are going to be with us right after this camping reservations no everything's full we might have to rethink our trip no way did you look at boondockers welcome you remember they have hosts all over the place where we can stay free some that are totally off-grid camping and some with partial and even full hookups there's all kinds of great places to overnight of course and we even have a coupon code to join boondockers welcome on our partners page you could save five bucks when you sign up. How could I forget? There are all kinds of great places we can find on the Boondockers Welcome website. Our trip is saved. And speaking of saving money, we will, since there's no charge to stay at any Boondockers Welcome site. It's the best deal out there, and it's a great way to meet local hosts and stay in local places and expand our journey. Well, I'm going to finish planning our epic road trip, and it's going to be even better with stays we find on the Boondockers Welcome website. And it's so easy to locate hosts along your next epic adventure. We are super excited to welcome James and Stephanie Adenaro from the Fit RV. We are all making our resolutions, right? It's New Year's. So this is the first episode for us of the new year, 2021. James and Stephanie, welcome and thank you for joining us. And... Help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, hello. Thanks for having us. It is a new year, and this is a great time to kind of look at your goals. But I usually tell people to start back by reflecting on your last year. You can't really set your next year's goals until you've kind of reflected on last year. And boy, last year was a doozy for all of us. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I think a lot of things, we maybe set some new habits in the past year. So one thing we can reflect on is what worked for us with keeping up our fitness, keeping up our healthy eating last year. You know, what changes did we make that worked? Yeah. And those are things that you can kind of build on. Well, that's the tendency with the New Year's resolution is you always kind of look at what you did wrong. And it, it, feel, it feels very punitive to me because you never look at, you never take the time to look at what you did right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for 2020, it was kind of a tough year, but maybe something you did right is you ate out less often. I know we did. Right. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. You got in better habits with your cooking and maybe have some new recipes in your arsenal. And that's something that you can build on in your goals going forward, or you can try to keep that going. Same with exercise. Gyms closed down. People aren't going to gyms like they used to. And so people have found ways to exercise at home. And this could be a really good thing or exercise in the RV. So you Piggyback to that, build on that for your next goals. And I, that's a kind of a great way to start going into this next year is looking at what worked last year and building on it. That's great because then you don't feel like you're starting from a negative. You're starting from however small it might feel to you, a, a positive change that you've already made that you can build on. Yeah. Right. It's always easier to take a good habit and like amend to it or add to it. That's always a a better way to go about it. And like that gym thing, that's probably one that hit a lot of people this year, right? Hard, you know, there was a while there where all the gyms were closed pretty much everywhere and everyone had to find some other way to work out. And a lot of those habits will translate directly to traveling in an RV because, you know, you don't have a gym necessarily. 
I know I was going to yoga classes and I ended up, my yoga instructor decided to do Zoom classes, which has been great for me. So now my living room in the Sticks and Bricks is a yoga studio. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> and even once I took all the equipment to the camper and Zoomed in while we were camping, that was a little awkward because, you know, the space isn't really made. There's no solid wall to put my feet on and things like that. But I made it work because I was dedicated to getting to that yoga class. Yeah, and so that's something that you can build on now. You used to have to go to, your yoga was limited to going to your studio. Yeah. Well, then 2020 happened and you learned a new way that you can actually take yoga even into the RV. And that, so that's something that you can carry forward into this next year is that just opens up so many more possibilities. You can do your yoga anywhere now. Right. So using that, using that as an example, like if you wanted to turn that into a resolution, let's say, right. Mm-hmm. Resolutions can work, yeah. but you know, the research out there on how often they do work is usually pretty dismal. <laughs> and that's because people tend to make these resolutions. Like by this time next year, I will have lost 20 pounds and I'll be working out six days a week. Yeah. (laughs) And then that takes the responsibility off of you and puts the responsibility onto future you who somehow magically (laughs) 12 months from now will have learned how to do these things. And in 11 months, you're like, oh, I better get started. (laughs) Yeah, Or you just go, ah, flush it. I'm not going to. Because every day it's like, oh, I'll start tomorrow because I still got 11 and a half months to go. And that's how resolutions fail. But you can break that down. So if we always recommend people make shorter goals, so make it a resolution that's only for one month, because then you're not pawning the responsibility off on future you. The responsibility is on you now. If you only have a mini goal that has to be completed in four weeks, you're going to take action now. So maybe it's, I'm going to give up soda for this whole month, or maybe it's, I'm going to walk 60 miles by the end of the month. It makes, it gives you action to take now instead of saying, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. So that's what we recommend when you're starting to work on your New Year's goals and resolutions is make them short and make them specific. And make them attainable. Absolutely. But I know that I've been thinking about there's a difference between like, oh, I know I can lose five pounds. I'm going to make my goal to lose five pounds. Whereas in 30 days, that's like way attainable. And I'm going to lose 50 pounds in 30 days is outrageous and not even healthy. So you have to balance between something that's actually a challenge, but something that's actually doable. So you're saying amputation is not a weight loss method. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> not typically. Okay. If you really want to plan it that way, <laughs> but, I wouldn't call that a good resolution. By the end of the year, you're going to run out of things no. to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, the other thing is it just makes it attainable in a way that there's an end in sight where yeah. it's almost like you're testing the water. So the soda one, if you're giving up soda for a month, you know, there's an end date where the goal ends. As long as you meet that goal, maybe you could go back. It's kind of a mental game you play with yourself. Once you get there, though, it's more likely you're going to continue. Once you realize, hey, I was able to do it four weeks, maybe I can do it another four weeks. And then you set it as the next month goal. Right. The four weeks is kind of right at the, and I guess there's probably research about this, but where it is that you actually form a habit. Right. And four weeks, you're you're getting there, 
right? Yeah, to where yeah. you've actually formed a habit for how to do so. I don't know if that's the exact More number. six to eight, but you're closer to forming a habit at four weeks. So, you know, if you're able to set it as a second month's goal, then you're kind of there. It's become a habit. And we are such creatures of habit. We have got to have our habits. Once it's a habit, it's more ingrained yeah. and more likely to continue it. And that's that's another place where piggybacking is likely to be. Ooh, you ever yes. wonder why doctors recommend that you take a new medication like, you know, with your coffee in the morning or, you know, after breakfast or something, they're piggybacking on an established habit to add something new onto it. And so let's say you want to make it a habit to walk 60 miles in a month or whatever it is. If you attach that to something you're already doing as a habit, like breakfast, like I'm going to walk 30 minutes a day, every day before breakfast or something like that. You're a lot more likely to stick with it because it's part of you. It'll, exactly. It will latch on easier and become yeah. a habit. Yeah. yeah. It's called stacking. That's actually a term called stacking. When you're trying to create a new exercise or healthy habit, you stack it with a habit you already have and you're more likely to do it that way. And then that's a trigger for that habit too, right? It's whatever that thing exactly. you're already doing, then you're like, oh, I also have to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a, sort of a reminder right. or your own personal guilt methodology <laughs> like oh boy I, I gotta do x because i'm doing y or and i can't wait for breakfast i better get out there and walk so I <laughs> <laughs> hey whatever works right that's what right yeah good thing so that's a great way to get started is to set small attainable goals in a short period of time so then now that you've established a habit or you've you've set that. Sometimes people use the excuse of, especially if you're not a full-time RVer, you're a part-timer, you're like, well, there's home me and there's travel me. And usually travel me is an excuse to eat and drink and do all the bad things. Absolutely, and yeah. And that's, that's a habit that we need to get rid of too. Yeah. yeah, we call that the vacation mindset. Yeah. It's it's like I'm on vacation and now I get to take a break from exercise and eating well and I can do anything I want. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't say, I'm on vacation. I can take a break from my blood pressure medication. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> exercise and, and those other healthy habits are just as important to your health right. and to your longevity as like a blood pressure medication. Absolutely. I mean, exercise is the best medicine out there for everything. It's it's going to increase not only our lifespan, but also our health span and how healthy we are. And so it's really not something we can neglect even when we're traveling. We got to get over that vacation mindset. Exercise doesn't have to be a punishment though. It can <laughs> be a fun thing, especially when you're on the road. Some of my most memorable workouts I've ever had have been when we been traveling when you plan a getaway do you kind of look at it as not just oh i want to see x but i can also accomplish these fitness things like trails and i know you both really enjoy bicycling so do you search out destinations where you can do those activities or do you just happen to get to a place and go hey we can do this activity funny you should bring this up because this is our habit number one that we have these five habits for being fit RVers. Habit number one is how you plan your trips. And we like to encourage people to plan active trips. So you're not planning your destination, where you want to go and what you see. You're planning your next trip by asking, 
honey, what do you want to do on this trip? And maybe that's, I want to go for a bike ride. I want to hike this mountain. I want to go kayaking here. I want to go snowshoeing. So you pick what you're going to do first, and then that makes the trip activity focused. Then you pick your destination kind of after that, where you're going to park the RV. Yeah. By, by turning that, you know, normally when you plan an RV trip, it's like, Hey, you want to go out in the RV? Sure. Where do you want to go? You don't, you don't plan that way. It's like, sure. What do you want to do? And by planning that, what do you want to do first? That almost guarantees that you're going to get some activity in on that trip. If you plan the trip around taking these five hikes across the Pacific Crest Trail, you're going to get some activity in. You're not going to wind up sitting around the campground twiddling your thumbs. So There's hikes and trails of all sorts for whatever your activity level is. And not only do you get to do the physical activity, but you get to see what's out there. Absolutely. That's a cool thing. So our second habit we always recommend is just being smart about your long driving days. Because if you're pushing, if you're driving a 12-hour day, that is so hard on your body. If you've never seen a cat get annoyed after spending like 16 hours in a van it's kind of funny (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah our cat was going stir crazy in the van and playing with all sorts of toys in the back that he doesn't normally play with and just normally trouble yeah normally when we drive he just like uh, i'm going to sleep you know and he just sacks out and goes to sleep he's like guys i cannot sleep any longer (laughs) after like 16 hours he's like i've had enough i'm getting these people to stop And so we've got a few things we recommend for that. One of them is stopping often doing what we call a rest stop recharge. And that's stopping every one to two hours, stopping for like 15 minutes and getting physical activity while you're at that stop. And even if that's nothing more than just, you know, doing some push-ups at the highway rest area, which will get you funny looks. (laughs) (laughs) But we are absolute pros at the long, we have way more long driving days than I think either of us would like because, because we're kind of event focused. And so some of the events are far. Right. And so we get a lot of long driving days. So even if, even if it's just doing a few push-ups and, you know, lunges or hopping up onto a picnic table at a rest stop, get some activity. And we try to bust the long drives into part of the trip. We make them fun by using apps like Roadside America and Road Trippers and finding fun stops along our route. And we've seen some crazy things. And we like to take photos at the you know, largest ball of twine. Right. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what takes us so long. We might have yeah. a, a three hour trip planned and it takes us 12 hours to get there. Well, but yeah, so you're good at perfect. Yeah. And then A plus, you guys get an A plus for being healthy road trippers. Besides that, we also have a video of how to set your driver's seat for the best driving posture for a long drive. Oh. So we recommend making sure you've got your seat set up well. And then the, the big one, and this kind of dovetails with that stopping every couple hours thing is don't eat and drive. And by there, we mean actually eating while you're physically in the act of driving. Don't eat while you drive. And the reason Uh for that is that is called boredom binging because you're just going to be mindlessly snacking because you're bored. You're (laughs) driving along. You don't have an off switch when you're driving. And so that's another reason we like to stop frequently is we only allow ourselves to have snacks and have our meals when we're stopped. So we're that's making us want to stop more and we're avoiding boredom binging. That's a really good one because yeah, we do that a lot. We yeah. have, we usually have a bag of nuts or a something, some snacky thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm 
probably the poster child for being guilty of that. <laughs> Honestly, it's the only reason that he stops binge boredom eating is when I say, "Don't you think I've given you enough handsfuls of cashews?" <laughs> <laughs> Buy a new truck, and it's like only four cup holders within reach. <laughs> what? Yeah. So all that ties into ha- our, the second habit we recommend people doing, which is just. Help make your drive, your long drive days as healthy as possible. Stop a lot and get a lot of exercise. Don't eat unless you're stopped. Yeah. And, and as you said, put your seat in a position. That's interesting. We'll obviously link to your video on that because that, I think that's very useful. Yeah, I think that's yeah. very important. I know even when I worked full time and sat in an office all day, ergonomics is so important Absolutely. to overall well-being and, you know, and all the aches and pains that can go away if you set your chair and car seat right. Yeah. Our bodies just weren't designed to sit long and that's when inflammation sets in and all sorts of small injuries can happen. Don't they say that like sitting is the new smoking or something of that nature? So yeah. unhealthy, yeah. Yeah. So we have standing stations for our computers in our office, but I guess standing stations for driving yeah, are a ways away. Yeah. <laughs> well, not if you buy a UPS truck. There you go. <laughs> and that new Echo kind of looks a little bit like one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think our next stop is number three. The third habit is making healthy eating be part of the adventure. And this kind of ties back to what we already talked about was is the vacation mindset where, you know, you don't want to just because you're on vacation, you don't want to overeat. You don't want to be going out to restaurants all the time. And so we recommend people try to do cooking in the RV and try to make that be part of the vacation where you're trying new recipes, novel recipes, maybe picking up local produce or things from farmer's markets locally and making that all tied into the adventure. Yeah. So it's something new and different. Like here, here's like a kind of weird example. When, when we're at home, Steph does most of the cooking. Mm -hmm. When we're in the RV, I do most of the cooking. Really? It's fun for both of us to kind of switch it up. We have recipes, things that we only eat when we're in the RV. And some of them we really like and kind of look forward to, but we only eat them while we're in the RV. Interesting. One of the things I know when you go somewhere, let's say it is out to eat, you will remember if you had something and it's like, wow, that was fantastic. And if you can bring it home in terms of, you know, I can cook this at home, like that ham stack sandwich at, in yes. Big Bear. What? 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 <laughs> there's this, in Big Bear, California, there's this place called the Teddy Bear Diner, and they have this sandwich called the ham stack. It's like a mile of shredded, uh, not shredded, but like really thin sliced ham, ham but it's cheese. like, it's... Yeah, six huh. inches tall. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, it and- <laughs> comes with a cardiologist. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a stomachache just hearing about. <laughs> but we'll never forget that sandwich. No, like- or the how about oh no either <laughs> those cinnamon rolls in Pismo Beach. Yeah, but it could be something healthy. It doesn't have right, to right. be yes. you know the mile high ham sandwich or cinnamon rolls <laughs> or. Uh, for example, the sweet potato hash that we had. Yeah. And so your memory goes back to those flavors, and that could be a positive way of yeah. incorporating healthy cooking. Like you go, oh, at you know such and such, I went to the farmer's market and they had these great mushrooms and I made blah, blah, blah. 
because we like to travel on our stomachs, as they say. And yeah, right. And that doesn't have to be unhealthy. Absolutely. <laughs> it just is for us. But yeah. we're working on that. That's right. why we're well, here that's today. That's why we're all here. <laughs> Good. Well, and this past year, traveling has kind of changed for us. We've only traveled a couple times during 2020, and we've ended up bringing all of our groceries. We, we don't usually shop so much from home. Front end loading. Front end loading. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're in a camper van. And last trip, I went out and got like $350 worth of groceries and fit that <laughs> in our camper van because I didn't want to stop anywhere yeah. because, you know, we're traveling during the pandemic. And so that's been new for us, but it also is forcing us to plan, plan. recipes. Yeah. So all the everything on there was for a recipe I was going to make on the road. I was going to make. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to direct <laughs> on the road. So, you know, that's kind of different, but that's something I've kind of liked that we, it's one of the habits hopefully we can take for, maybe not to that extent of groceries. But. Yeah. And this used to happen to us. We've gotten better about it, but you bring a whole bunch of groceries at the beginning of the trip. And then when you get back, you say, huh, we still have all this stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we got a lot better about that yeah. during this past year. Planning meals. And then when you plan meals on the front end, you don't have to really think about it on the trip. It's not like, what are we going to make tonight? You already have it. You don't have to think on the trip then because it's already mapped out for you. Right. You don't have to yeah. say what you're eating on which day, but you at least yeah. know what your options are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that can help you to prepackage things however you like. Like we'll do, you know, we have typical, every RV has a small fridge except for some of those giant buses type of thing. <laughs> and so we prepackage everything so we know, okay, we have this much, whatever it is, chili or sweet potatoes or whatever the heck it is and then you can really condense it down and doing some of the prep in advance means you're spending less time doing that on the road which i also like not only are you spending less time doing it but you can also do things that are maybe a little bit more involved or would require more ingredients than you would normally bring right right yeah yeah it's an opportunity to both increase flavor and healthy choices yeah and save yeah. money, too, if that's an objective. Definitely. That is one thing we did this year, saving money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for the restaurants and breweries we'd normally visit. <laughs> Definitely. So next habit would be? Okay. Habit number four is packing travel-friendly fitness and active gear and using it often. But you don't need a ton of stuff. Either. No. So obviously on an RV trip, you're not bringing a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people. Maybe if you had like a toy hauler fifth wheel, you yeah. can put a treadmill back in the back. I don't know anyone who does that. But <laughs> if you're that into exercise, then go for it. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be that involved. They're just... Honestly, with us, and we're the Fit RV, there are just like four or five things that we travel with every trip yeah. that constitute our fitness arsenal. We have a kit of resistance bands yeah. with a bunch of different band resistances and handles. And handles that detach and ankle straps that detach. That's important, though, getting resistance bands with the detachable oh. handles. And then you can wrap it around like a railing or anything. And you can interchange. So if you're feeling really strong, you go to the stronger band. Yes. And, and today yes. I don't feel so good. I'm going to go weak and just but keep doing the exercise. Resistance bands. We bring a TRX, a suspension trainer, and we'll hook that to whatever tree. Do you know what, you know what that is? No. A TRX? no. You want to explain? It's, uh, it's kind of like, imagine imagine like um, nylon strapping, you know, kind of maybe two inches thick. And imagine it in sort of the shape of a Y. 
And on okay. the two ends of the Y, you've got handles, right? And you strap the tail of the Y, like an upside down Y. You strap the tail of the Y to a tree or to the ladder on your RV or something, something like that. Something tall, you and strap you can, it above you. You can do pull-ups. There's a whole bunch of different exercises that you can do oh. with these handles. You kind of lean back. So then you've got these handles and you're leaning back and then you can do things like row and you're using your body weight oh. as the resistance. It's pretty clever and it's also kind of fun it's like working out with a toy it's like working on a trapeze kind of it, interesting. I mean, it's cool. like yeah feet. you can put your feet in it you know and do like you know decline push-ups with your feet suspended in the air you, and you can make it as hard or as not hard as you want just by varying where you put your yeah. feet and how much of your body weight you're actually going to pick up i want one i'm gonna look at that <laughs> box of ratchet straps in the back of the truck in a whole new life <laughs> People do make their own, indeed. So we bring the resistance bands and a TRX. TRX takes up almost, I mean, it packs down to like this. Yeah. Like almost no space. Like We bring a jump rope. Right. We bring some yoga mats. Yep. And that's kind of it. I'm a runner. So I always have a running belt that where you can attach some water bottles and I can put my cell phone and my ID. And -hmm. speaking of ID, also a road ID bracelet is something we travel with for when you're being out and active. A road ID bracelet just shows the name, my identification and emergency contact if something were to happen to me. Pertinent medical info you yeah, might have. I even have my health insurance number on my road ID bracelet. Oh. That sounds like just good advice for anybody. Yeah. To have yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. So and then we also use apps. If I'm out running alone somewhere, like if I use our Garmin app, I let James know where I am. I send him a little crumb so he can follow me. And there's a couple different apps that do that. Road ID actually has a free app that you can send somebody your location, your real-time location, and they can follow you. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Huh. Yeah, yeah that There's is. an app called Glimpse, G-L-Y-M-P-S-E, that's free. And that one, you can track people, but you can set how long they can track yeah, you, and then it out. erases the data. Ah. Hmm. So then it's more of a private thing. But yeah. we tend to use the Road ID app a lot with each other when okay. we're out, just for safety. Yeah, that's a really good idea. But then we've also typically planned an active trip. So we've always oh, yeah. got bikes, bikes snowshoes, Paddles. inflatable kayaks, paddleboards, yeah. you know, whatever it is, hiking equipment, whatever it is that we were going to do anyway. Those are just the things that are like dedicated fitness right. equipment you travel with. Yeah, I yeah. know bicycles are something that was... I think your reasoning for liking the Echo, the ability yeah. to carry bikes. And despite how I look, I love bicycling. And right. that has yeah. been a challenge for us. And we're looking at toy haulers or something where we can bring our bicycles along. And that in a small travel trailer, you know, you have the stand on your tongue and all, but it's just it's really not convenient. Yeah. So we've been looking at different options. And one of those options is a small toy hauler. That is still, you know, easily manageable and fits in all the small spaces we like to go to, but still has an easy way to get the bicycles on the road. Right. That's great. I'm glad to hear that you guys are looking into that. You know, and I think that helps, too, is having an RV that allows you to do the physical activities that you want to do. That's a huge deal. Yeah. If you enjoy it, there's a much greater likelihood you'll actually do it. And so to hear that you like cycling, I would do everything I could to encourage you to 
bring the bikes along because then you're more likely to get some activity. So yeah, it's fun. Cause I mean, I like the feel of the wind and you just see stuff. It's yeah. cool. It's a good way to explore your area and just see how you feel about any area you're visiting. That's what I love about it is it's, it's just such a great way to see wherever we are. We've yeah. had some good rides and we've yeah. had some bad ones. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And habit number five would be... Well, and this one kind of ties into you guys, because this one is to stress less. It's rolling <laughs> with the punches on your RV trips. Wow. Nice. Wow. nice wow. That's wow. very good. Man. <laughs> but, you know, so much really is out of our control when we're in the RV. You're going to have loud campground neighbors, traffic jams, bad weather, and a lot of things out there can cause us stress because of so much being out of our control. Yeah, Stress is hard on us. It lowers our immune response. It increases our risk of disease. And it's just not good for us. So number five is to learn to roll with the punches, stress less, yeah, and handle the stressful situations. Be flexible on your trips. Yeah, the stress is going to happen. I guess the key is how you deal with it, right? Yeah, there's absolutely. always going to be something that happens. Yeah. yeah. Something I take away from my days in the event production world where there was literally at the same venue, one time there was a bride and they put the wedding cake smack in the middle of the dance floor and the bride wanted to come in and do her first dance. And I said, Okay, but remember that there is a wedding cake smack dab in the middle of that dance floor. And of course, she knocked it over. Right. Well, oh. they, the couple knocked the dance it over. Couple. And she cried and put up a fit and no one saw her the rest of the day. And literally about a month later, exactly the same venue, the same circumstances. And I even told this bride, look, there's the a- The last bride knocked it the over. Last bride you sure knocked you want to do this? You sure? Oh yeah, we're fine. Well, of course she knocks it over. But <laughs> she looked at it and she looked at the groom and they both started laughing and they couldn't finish the dance from laughing. But it didn't ruin the day. So it, that is an exact example of what you say. It's not always what happens. It's how, it's you, how you react deal to with what it. happens. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So don't knock over your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so like, on our most recent trip, we had a we have a soap dispenser in the bathroom, you know, like for washing hands, right? A mm-hmm. little pump dispenser under the counter. And it quit working, it quit working, it quit working. And I'm like, huh, okay. And so I took the thing out and it's probably out of soap. So I took the thing out and I'm squirting more soap down in it. <laughs> it's still not working. It's still not working. It's still not, huh. Well, maybe the soap just dried out, you know, because it's been in there too long. So then I started pouring some water down in there. It's still not working. So then I got a flashlight and looked in there and I realized the bottle on the bottom that held the soap had broken off and fallen. And so I had just been dumping oh. soap water down inside the walls. But this oh, is no. inside the walls. There's no access oh, no. under oh, no. the sink. So <laughs> how did we deal with it? Well, it was a little stressful, but we had to stop. We were driving along. We had to stop and pull out the toolkit. We had to disassemble the, the entire wall. Oh, there's some exercise for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To mop up the soap and the water that I had done. Next time I've learned, I'm going to check to see if the dispenser is still there before dumping it in. 
clean up the soap and water. And then, you know, hey, it's 20, I guess at that time it still was 2020. <laughs> so, you know, apps. All right, fine. Where's a Home Depot? Okay, found one. Do they have curbside pickup? Yes, they do. Do they have a soap dispenser? Yes, they do. And so we ordered it and then they came trotting out to the car with a new soap dispenser and I installed it there in the parking lot. Yeah, it's kind of a little thing, but you know, we didn't want to leave water in the walls. Water is not your friend. No, sure. An RV wall. Yeah. And we still want to, you know, we wanted to wash our hands, obviously, yeah. because, you know, it's 2020 or it was. <laughs> Things always happen. I mean, there's there's misadventures every trip. Sure, Things absolutely. Tire sensor. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happened, too. That happened. You even had breakdowns along the side of the road. That didn't happen. Not this trip. Ooh, yeah. No, but we talked to Cindy Scott not too long oh, ago, yeah. and she was stuck on the side of the road in the snow for three days because they couldn't find that someone was like to Montana. tow her away. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. And a That's big cool. fifth wheel, and they just could not find somebody with the ability to tow the thing. Yeah, they literally sat on the side of the highway. And you know what? She told the story with laughter you know yeah. she just you just deal with it you just figure it out you got to take the bad with the good because the good can be so so good yeah when it's yeah. coming to an rv trip yeah what was it two trips ago we flooded our trailer well actually we <laughs> didn't flood it we didn't flood it, it. flooded itself the backflow <laughs> valve failed and city water filled the freshwater tank overflowed so tony got up first in the morning and i was trying to like doze back off and he said I have to turn the lights on. The whole floor is flooded. Well, that woke me up in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as we figured out what it was, we turned off the city water and started pumping fresh water and we'll get it fixed. It'll Plus, be fine. The floor is and really the floor is nice and clean. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we use the heck out of our two Ryobi fans and, oh, yeah. and <laughs> just blowed the floor dry for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Well, it's oh, not man. like I carry a blow dryer. <laughs> Well, RVing certainly makes us be more flexible people because right. of these little things that yeah. happen. And that's a good thing. It, it's a, a self-improvement tool, just RVing and having right. these adventures. <laughs> well, and then better stories once we're all going to be able to sit around a campfire again. Yeah. Like, yeah. like these. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what was the worst thing you can laugh about now? <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> just the breakdown of Lance when we had to have Lance's engine replaced. Oh, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. That was... Uh... We were stuck in California when we live in Utah and our RV needed a new engine and we needed a way to get home. And we happened to have... We just got lucky. We ended up having an RVing friend who was also from Utah. He was in the area. He was in the area of visiting and, friends or close enough that he didn't took mind. Us home. But he also had to take our trailer home and our cat home. And he's not a cat person. <laughs> and that's true friendship. Someone who will pick you up and drive you three states away <laughs> with your drop cat. you off at home. Yeah. So that was stressful. But um, yeah. it definitely didn't deter us. We still love RVing and we recommend RVing. Excellent. Yeah. 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 I mean, stuff happens if you're not RVing too. Right. Definitely. We could talk about home improvement fun no, all day long. No, let's not. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready to laugh about some of those yet. <laughs> some of them take more time than others. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, anyway, so these are fantastic tips, and I really appreciate your taking the time. And, of course, people can find you on The Fit RV. You have a great series of YouTube channels. And you also have YouTube videos on fitness and how to get started as well. I do. I have um, workout videos that I put on YouTube. And then also over on thefitrv.com, I just have a lot of health and fitness articles and tips as well. So perhaps there could be some inspiration there if you're looking for a place great. to start. Yeah. 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 That's a great place. And we really appreciate your taking the time and spending it with us here and sharing these great tips. We sure do. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's a real pleasure. I've followed you for quite some time and always enjoy the content you provide. Yes. Thank you. Great. Well, we, uh, we hope to be seeing you on the road sometime in the coming year. Hopefully yeah. things shake out and we can all start getting back to RVing, not staying in our own little bubbles. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Thank you again, and we will hopefully see you on the road. Yes. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. It is the way to go. In fact, we've been talking with a few folks who bought Lion Energy batteries through our discount code. That's right. So we are hoping to have them come join us here because they're having a great experience with them. And we want to tell you all about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty darn So cool. hopefully that'll be upcoming soon. But in the meantime, are uh -huh. you inspired to actually get fit and get in shape a little bit more? So we recorded that a few days ago, and James and Steph will be happy to know we bought fitness bands. Yes. So we'll let you know. If you see us and we are a shadow of our former selves, <laughs> then you'll know. <laughs> that it worked. It worked. But what I love about the whole thing was that they really made it something that sounds attainable, that seems actually doable. You know, yeah. it's not it's not such lofty goals that we're going to think about it for an hour and then give up as it's impossible. These are things that are actually possible, even for us. Yeah. And I have to say, I've been, shall we say, I have displaced a lot of water in the pool <laughs> my entire life. It's been an ongoing battle for me. I've always been a fat dude, let's be honest. <laughs> but these are things that are yeah. small and easy to handle and easy to incorporate. Yeah. And it, I think that we may not do all of them all at once, but no. but we do tend to bring our own food and now we'll bring our exercise bands and and go for more walks. And you know they say That's the how do you eat an thing. elephant? One one bite, one at, bite a time. at a time. But then wouldn't that make you fat? Well, I guess if you spread it out anyway. One that's bite ridiculous. a day. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've been eating this elephant for 32 years. <laughs> How silly. Well, anyway. You know, Tony, I don't think you've given me a gadget report in a while. No, I haven't. I've been, I've been a bad boy. But this week, I've kind of got 
You know, everybody makes lists at the end of the year. And over on RV Travel, I've been writing an RV review every single day. And as I look at all these RVs, I see a lot of things I like mm-hmm. and some things I don't. Uh-huh. So let's go over some of those. It's kind of my list of favorites or least favorites, as it were. Of the things that you've reviewed so far this year, last year. <laughs> the things I've reviewed last year. First of all, let's go back to that Lance 27. Again. I love that thing. That's his favorite gadget right there. (laughs) Well, no, it has a rear outdoor kitchen. But the important thing in that is, of course, you know, it's got a stove and it's got a sink and it's got a refrigerated drawer. Mm -hmm. And what I like about that refrigerated drawer is that it runs on 12 volt. So a lot of these outdoor kitchens, in fact, almost every outdoor kitchen I've seen in an RV uses a 110 plug-in refrigerator. Well, what if you're boondocking? Right. You can't use 110 when you're boondocking or when you're driving down the road. Right. So 12-volt drawer. Now, also, the Intec Terra Oasis travel trailer has an optional outdoor kitchen, and it has a Dometic 12-volt cooler. These are great things. Yeah. So those are some of my favorite kitchen gadgets. But back to that Lance, another thing I like about that outdoor kitchen is it incorporates space for lawn chairs, for folding camp chairs. And it's like, we all bring them. Yeah. So make space for the doggone yeah, things. Yeah, we're always looking for the right spot to carry them. All the people in the big Class A diesel pushers are like, I have a hundred camp chairs with me. What are you talking about? <laughs> they stay standing. In the- <laughs> yeah. Also, that back outdoor kitchen, they have those European Lexan windows and they completely flip up parallel to the ground. And so you can move the screen out of the way easily. And it's like a pass-through window. Oh. Pass me the salt, whatever. So from the dinette to the kitchen is just an arm length away. Basically, it really is. In a house we used to own, we used to have a window where we could pass things out the kitchen window to yeah, the back. I forgot you know, about that. Like a walk-up fast food restaurant. <laughs> Stand yeah, at the was. kitchen window. Can I have a hot dog? Yeah, right. No, that's true. We did. Dog jumped out that window once yeah, too. Crazy dog. It's like I'm going out. That was our escape dog. <laughs> Lastly, another thing about that trailer, and I'll stop talking about it. Maybe for the moment, it does not come with the horrible, 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 horrible IRV radio. You like that IRV? radio that's horrible 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 oh you don't like no okay i get it i challenge anybody listening to this <laughs> figure out how to adjust the volume on the outdoor speakers yeah holy cow but anyway i digress it comes with a rechargeable bluetooth speaker which is really nice as do some other trailers but that one in particular yeah and so those speakers are mobile right so you can hang it on the wall inside or you can take it outdoors if you not prefer. only that there's a mounting spot outside for it well it's there you brilliant. go don't include those horrible radios. Don't include seven. Oh, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> All right. So what else? Talking just briefly about winterization, a subject I know less about than some. Yeah, uh, go back and listen to our guest about that. There were a few trailers that I reviewed where, okay, one of the fallacies of winterization is, you know, obviously whatever's behind the thinnest wall or most exposed to the elements is going to freeze. And in some cases, that's that outdoor shower, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like they have all these great features and then the outdoor shower is just behind that cheap plastic door. So there are a few travel trailers where that 
outdoor shower is behind an insulated baggage door. It just makes sense. Yeah, very nice. Typically, motorhomes and fifth wheels, the outdoor shower is a part of the water system, which is in a heated tray. I like that. But travel trailers were not as often well insulated. You have to keep that part in mind. You either make sure it's heated or you make sure you winterize it. Right. One of the neat things in the Tab 400 and several Winnebago Class B RVs is a thing called the Froley Sleep System. It's like a series of plastic springs. It's a German thing, of course. Of course. It's like these plastic springs that make the mattress more tolerable. Another mattress feature worth mentioning, Rockwood and Flagstaff trailers. Shout out to you all. Heated mattresses. Yeah. Although it's you're still going to need a foam pad. Yeah, they're heated, but they're like heated stones yeah right because <laughs> they're pretty hard we actually don't plug our heated mattress in because we put a topper on it but then i've read a lot of people that go ahead and use the heated mattress and they can feel it through their foam huh. toppers we'll have to test that so we might have to find that cord and try it out did i say i stopped talking about that lance 2075 because i haven't you did <laughs> so a few trailers including the lance 2075 and the avia have their batteries in compartments and the ah. advantage of that is a they're not as likely to freeze, and B, they're not as likely to say, see a second. Yeah, they're not going to walk away quite right. so easily. That's yeah. a good thing. And in Lance, there's two compartments, one on either side of the trailer. They're on a drawer, and they just slide out. So oh, nice. you know, if you have batteries that do need maintenance, like regular old lead acid, you just slide them out and do maintenance. It's just cool. Yeah. Somebody just did a good bit of thinking. Yeah. What else do you got? Well, I am a nerd. What? I know, right? But I'm I, sorry, this is news to Oh, wait, no, no it's it isn't. Not. Never mind. <laughs> I have, as you well know, reconfigured our nice sticks and bricks house so that I can ask the devil that lives inside the speakers to <laughs> do all sorts of stuff like look at cameras and unlock doors. And, and then she can tell you, I'm sorry, I don't know yeah, who I you don't are. Understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Well, let's not go there. Oh, Shlomo. Let's I, not go there. Yeah. But I like all that electronic stuff. I like gizmos and gadgets. However, I also fully appreciate that you walk into your RV and you touch a switch like you've done for the past 25 years and the lights go on. Yeah. So there are a lot of RVs, especially the higher end ones that have digital multiplex lighting controllers. Eh, that's okay. Meaning that it's just a touch screen for all the light yeah, fixtures everything and it's works. all in one place. Yeah. Okay. And that does offer some advantages. There's dimming and things like that. It is kind of cool. Sure. But I just also want switches as we have here in the house. Any right. function like lights or plugs that work off the devil from inside the speaker can also <laughs> work by you walk up to the switch and, and touch it, it and it turns on. Yeah. Well, same with an RV. For example, again, we're going to... Shout out to Rockwood and Flagstaff. Their mini light and or micro light trailers have full app control, but... They also have switches and buttons. Exactly. Yeah. As, yeah, that's as nice. As do some of the Cherokee Gray Wolves. Okay. I like that. Because as much of a nerd that you are, that full on electronics is still... You know, there's so many things that can go wrong that you can't really fix. If a switch goes bad in the house, even I know how to take a light switch off the out of the wall and put a new one in. But if something goes bad and it's all electronic and it's computer generated and I have to have a special computer fixer to fix it, my light just doesn't work. 
Right. And I also like that, let's say you have a friend over, they can just go in and flip that switch. And figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) There's no, you know, we all know how to work a light switch. Tony was one of the really early adopters to smart houses. Oh, we're telling this story. Yes, I was. When I first met him, he had all these remote controlled light switches. And I, I don't know, like, not even switches. X-10. Yeah. It was and X-10. So, so when we had a dog sitter come and spend a few days, <laughs> we had to leave three pages of instructions on how to turn the bathroom light on. Right. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And some of it was networked so that it was like, if this happens, then that happens. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing, and then we're going to get to a few things I disliked okay. this year. Palomino River Ranch 39RL fifth wheel is essentially a big 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 fifth wheel and you know how fifth wheels typically kind of have the main body and it then jogs up and then there's the bedroom or Uh whatever well this is one solid tall beast it's a big fifth wheel the cool thing about it is they have made it this single height roof and they put an air conditioner under the floor so there's no air conditioner sticking up it's a coleman mock unit under the floor Mm. and that unit uses a 5 by 16 by 22 residential air filter something you could buy at the hardware store interesting so it's really cool it's and it's got a lot of storage holy smokes i like that feature of that big fifth wheel all right last but not least my wines and kvetches okay uh, so what did you not like this year any rv with a 17 inch oven uh-huh i really dislike that little oven it is almost completely useless we did a facebook poll over on rv travel about do you use your oven and for the most part if you have a 17 inch oven it's either baking pizza and cookies or using it for storage right so i wish the rv manufacturers would give us the option of 22 inch oven or no oven I guess in a really small RV, if you really want an oven. It's five inches. That's a lot in a small spot. I guess, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first time I stepped into the 2021 Cherokee 294, I was shocked by the black cabinetry. An RV is a small space, and who decided to paint the cabinetry black and the handles gold? I just, I mean, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the pure white cabinets in some of the RVs, but that's just a taste thing. But the black just made it feel so much smaller inside. It seems like it would. It would make everything smaller and darker and closed yeah. in. Yeah. And I used to really like the interiors of the Cherokees. I mean, we would sell the living daylights out of them. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if others have said anything about that because it really bothered me. I walked in and it was like, <laughs> a, like it was nope. such a shock. It just was like, wow, huh. whose bad decision was this? So Any other things that you didn't like this year? Yeah, I've built a lot of websites. Yes, you have. And I think that Warren Buffett needs to open his purse strings and build Forest River a new website because theirs is horrible. And theirs isn't the worst. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the worst. There are others that are even worse. But to have where you can't even see pictures of things you're going to spend forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars on, and specs and all. Come on, websites aren't hard, and photography certainly is not hard. Right. Get yourselves a phone and a Squarespace account or Wix or whatever, and just do. It's not that hard nowadays. I mean, obviously, no big company is going to do that, but it's not that tough. I mean, I have sat in a restaurant. I ate lunch. I ate a cheeseburger and I had their website finished by the time my cheeseburger was finished. Yeah. It's not that hard. It wasn't pictures of 47 models of RVs, but it was a full working website. It's 2021. It's not tough. Right. 
So there you go. Those are my favorite and least favorite features and gripes <laughs> in an RV. Hey, we had a question last week. The question we asked you last week was, do you bring an instrument with you when you go camping? Entertainment today brought to you by Tony's Cajon and Giant Kazoo. Not everyone brings a cajon or a giant kazoo. What? <laughs> we did, as I suspected, we had some guitar votes. And that was by far the most common answer. This is over on our Facebook group, Stressless Camping Podcast. Right. You can join. It is a very friendly group on Facebook, which is a shock all by itself. And I'd still like to see some more answers because we yeah. did have guitar as the most popular answer. We had keyboard. Yeah, we had... But the third most popular answer was beans. Yeah. That's not uh... really an instrument. <laughs> no, but two people said they brought it. Yeah, so, I, I guess. You know, I don't know. Someone said they bring their angelic singing voice. I hope yeah. that wasn't Tony. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yay, there was a ukulele. Yeah. two. There were two ukuleles. Yeah. And then we had a fiddle and a karaoke system. We had people talking about trying to relearn their clarinet. Yeah, that was Mike. Good on you, Mike. I should probably do the same thing because I took a lot of clarinet lessons in high school that my parents paid for. So that was a long time ago. They carved the darn thing out of stone in those days. And we had someone say that they love to hear the harmonica, although they don't play, which I do too. I love yeah. to have someone just playing harmonica nearby. I love that sound. And then Lori Bernard was saying that she has some amazing singers in her camp group and they're big on folk, filk, and everyone's favorite, a sea shanty. <laughs> I love that. I love, love, love it. Yeah, we love the sea shanties. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have another answer, please do. You know, that post is not going to go away. But in addition to it, we're going to add this week's post. And it is, where do you listen to podcasts? Yeah, I'm curious. Where are we with you right now? I mean, are we in your car? Are you even going anywhere? Are you camping? Are you just sitting in your hiking? car, not going anywhere? Yeah, you're just like I miss. <laughs> I my like car. to listen in my car, so I'm going to sit here and listen to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do you listen in camp? Do you listen on the way to camp? Do you listen at home? Do you listen while you shower? Where do you typically listen to podcasts? Yeah, let All us of the know. above, you know, whatever. You can find that on the Stressless Camping Podcast. Facebook group, you a can. friendly group for happy campers. And if you have a friend that listens in some unique, unusual, wonderful place, why don't you invite them to come and join you in the group and they can vote too. Absolutely. It's free to join us and we're always happy to invite more happy campers. And that is one of the many places where we're in the social realm. And you can find that social realm by starting at www.stresslesscamping.com and Indeed. jumping off into all those other social places. Yep, and also at StresslessCamping.com, don't forget about the discounts and deals. Yes. It's a great place to find if you're looking for savings on some RV-related products or services. It's a, it's a good place to start. And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast... It's free! It's free to subscribe on any podcast app. We're saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire. And, of course, if you write a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, that'll help other find this podcast and that means more listeners and more listeners means more really super terrific guests like james, like and, james stephanie and stephanie from the fit rv so if you haven't left a review yet 
Here's your chance to make a New Year's resolution and leave one. There you go. Thank you. We sure appreciate your being here with us again this year. Starting out the new year on the right foot because we're all going to be doing a little more exercise. (laughs) That's right. Happy Happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.